politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, 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 hey. My name is Mark, and this is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Welcome in. Hope you had a great week so far. Mine was good in spite of my little boy's little league team losing their first game. Yeah, it was. I wish I could say it, that they were robbed, but um, I can say the concentration just wasn't there. Uh, they did manage to come back. And one thing I've noticed from watching his his, his the games is that um, really at this age, at four years old, a good defense is a great offense. Meaning that out in the field, all the kids are turning around and laying in the grass and and not paying attention. It comes down to who can hit the best. And so far, my little boy's team has been pretty great with their hitting. But uh, yeah, they just you know it was a nine to eight uh, loss, so it was close. But it was definitely an offensive battle. One thing that is offensive though is um, I feel like I need to remind you guys of something now. I was in the media for a number of years, and I feel like I know how most of it works. And I, I, I just want to, I want to remind you guys of a few things because there, there really could have been a lot of unrest this week with the verdict coming out. There were a lot of people poised to do some crazy things based on how that verdict came out. Granted, the people that were poised to do crazy things were also people that were anticipating it going badly they were they were anticipating a not guilty vote and he was guilty on all three charges and i hate to say it because i wish it were not true there are people out there that were disappointed in that not that they were disappointed in that that that, that they, they you know they really thought he was not guilty they thought that you know he should have just gone free they were disappointed that the, the verdict was not guilty because they wanted to riot. And I'm, I don't mean just the folks that wanted free shoes or wanted free, you know, TVs or whatever. Um, there were there are a lot of people that are basically re- professional rioters and professional protesters out there that were gearing up. This was going to be, quote, the busy season. Even a lot of media folks, they were really get gearing up because they thought that they were about to have two or three days of content here um, that people were not going to be able to turn away from. And that's on both sides of the aisle. I have conservative radio friends that I listened to the day the verdict came out, and they almost seemed disappointed because they thought that they had uh, they had their show done. And it was, it was obvious that they had not uh, prepped anything else. So I, I felt bad for them, but I've also felt bad just for our country. Because there are a lot of people out there that make a ton of money off of unrest. And I say all that to get to this warning. If if you're getting caught up in this sort of thing, if you're getting caught up in the drama surrounding stuff, just stop and remember that there are people making money off of whichever way the wind blows. So when you see something like like what, what happened today or, or what happened this week with the verdict, no, there are people that are going to make money off of either way. And it may not be quite as apparent. Like, they're not selling t-shirts, you know, Riot 2021. 
But what they're doing is they're posturing. They want to make themselves come across as the leaders, as the authorities, the people that are going to be the mouthpieces for the quote, the movement, even though no one elected them to be that way. And they're going to gain off of this, even though no matter what you think about the guilty, the guiltiness or not, which most people would agree with that jury that he was guilty, especially once the once the video came out, even people that had been on the in the camp of let's wait and see were like, yeah, okay, that doesn't look so great. But as much as you see people that are that are that accept that, that was the guilty plight. But plea, there are other people out there that want there to be unrest and chaos and they want to be able to benefit from it. And it is sad. It's extremely sad. But I just want you to I want to be I want you to be warned. I warned someone last week about this. Uh I got to coach a uh, a Miss America I'm sorry, Miss Alabama pageant contestant on their interview skills. And I've also never felt like I didn't belong ever before any more than that. But one thing I warned her about was getting all of her news for interview stuff off of one source. <laughs> because for every Fox News, there's a CNN. For every Newsmax, there's a Washington Post. So, I mean, it's you never know. I mean, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. So I, I advise her to get different viewpoints on the same issues just so she could finally land in the middle and manage not to tick off a judge based on their political foundation but just know that the truth is always somewhere out there in the middle and that whatever we're being told someone is out there making a buck of it just keep that in mind so moving on to something a little lighter because i feel like we started off heavy i saw this article from the bbc which is kind of a central if we're putting people on a scale bbc kind of central so this guy <laughs> is alleged to have stopped turning up to work at a hospital that he worked at in 2005. He's now being investigated for fraud and extortion and abuse of office. This is in Italy, by the way. He was reportedly paid 538 pounds, I guess, I'm sorry, 464 pounds in, in, in total over the years. He's thought to not have been working. Six managers of the hospital are also being investigated in connection with the alleged absenteeism. The arrests are the result of a lengthy police investigation into absenteeism and suspected fraud in the Italian public sector. The employee was a civil servant and was assigned to a job in the hospital in 2005. It was at this part, at this point he stopped going to work. He just stopped. And the police have accused him of threatening his manager to stop her from filing a, a report against him. That manager later retired, police added, and his ongoing absence was never noticed by her successor or human resources. So the guy continued to get a check, even though he didn't go to work for 15 years. Now, I'm going to react to this the same way I've reacted to people that have talked about going on vacation for two months or whatever. It's that if you can be gone that long, your job was never that important to begin with. And I used to get this. I used to have that opinion about people that would call in when I, back when I was producing talk radio uh, years ago. They would call in and ask, you know, where's such and such? And I'm like, dude, they haven't worked here in six months. Oh, I was out of town. I was on vacation. Really? Six months you were on vacation? What do you do for a living? Either you are very, very powerful or your job is just not that important. 
So I doubt this person was very, very powerful <laughs> or else they wouldn't be really be, be, being brought up on charges. I think they weren't that important and it was just easy for them. Once they got past the people that actually, you know, hired them, it was easy to just kind of skirt under the radar and it never be noticed. That's where I'm thinking right now. I'm just, I'm just saying right there. So, okay, this is interesting. Um, you know those big gender reveal parties that people have? You know, sometimes there'll be a golf ball where you hit the golf ball and it becomes blue smoke or pink smoke or it's a cake or something like that or something harmless like that. Um, they've gone an extra step, and I think they've gone too far. A gender reveal in New Hampshire rattled two towns because it was it was an explosion. An explosion set off at a quarry in Kingston, New Hampshire, was linked to a gender reveal celebration. Wow. People could feel the blast all the way from northern Massachusetts. And the family was accused of using explosives at a quarry to announce the sex of their baby, rocking several towns from New Hampshire all the way down to Massachusetts in the process. Neighbors in multiple communities were in southern New Hampshire and northern Massachusetts were rattled by the mysterious explosion and it was a gender gender reveal. The blast was reported, and uh, authorities believe the explosives were used legally, and that the people who set off the blast had permission to be on the property. But still, come on, guys. Don't you think this is taking it just a little bit far? Just a bit. Because if if you're in New Hampshire and I'm in northern Massachusetts, chances are I could give a flip about what gender your baby is going to be. So why are you inconveniencing me with it? Why are you forcing that news upon me? Now, we've seen other things. Now, uh, some of the wildfires over the summer were related to a gender reveal party that went wrong. It's time to pull these things back, gang. I mean, for a gender reveal for our four-year-old Jack, we basically just put a picture up on social media with his name. And that was kind of it. People, oh, okay, he's a boy. That's all we needed. Jack is still awesome. He just We didn't need to blow something up or swing or shoot through something to put off colored smoke. I think that it's just, it's gotten a little bit more about, not about the being about the excitement of the baby, but more about the spectacle. And I feel like we're missing the point when it comes to that. So we've really got to kind of pull it back in, guys. Let's stop blowing towns up to announce the, the, the sex of our baby. Come on. <laughs> This is new. I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I realize I've been a little salty tonight, and I, I, I get it. You're not used to that, and the whole premise of the show is that I'm Mark's going to be optimistic and funny and all that, and I will be. In the next segment, I promise it's a lot lighter. But I actually, I came out swinging a little bit, and that's going to continue. I, I actually was kind of a, a snarky guy on Twitter earlier today. Back a few years ago, I did an afternoon show on 93.7 WDJC. I did an afternoon show with my good friend Stephanie Plum, and she is the best, and she's actually managing a, a station, a radio station in Tuscaloosa, and is doing a fantastic job. But uh, I, 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 um, she and I hosted a show, and one of the things that was just the best for us is we had uh, the news, one of the news stations up in the studio with us, and it would be hilarious when we'd look up and see them covering a story that we had covered days before we loved that because it was like hey welcome fox news to our tuesday show that sort of thing well it finally happened 
<laughs> locally with the podcast. Uh, I saw a story uh, from ABC 3340 where they were talking about um, what uh, what kind of effect the coronavirus had on the faith of medical workers. And I'm like, hey, guys, welcome to my three-week-ago show. I did that. Remember we had Wendy Madden on? She talked about that. Now, granted, I'm not. I'm positive that 3340 was not listening to the podcast. Um, we haven't grown quite that much yet, but uh, it was just funny, uh, and I always love going. Hey, we got there first. That's good stuff. So uh, it was fun. It, it was always funny when we saw it with Fox News, but it's it's a little sweeter being on the podcast and and being with um with a local news news outlet. Always funny stuff. Don't forget, we love for you to help us grow. If you know we haven't grown that far yet, for to, to just assume that they've listened to it, but we'd like to get there. What you can do to help us grow is one: share this with your friends on your timeline. Share that with, with friends and family. Also, leave reviews. If you download us from the Apple uh, Podcast Store, leave a review. A you know, and tell people you know a good review. If you're on Spotify. Uh, follow us if you're on other places. You know, leave the maximum amount of stars. That helps us with our rankings, with our analytics. That helps so much. And if nothing else, go on the on the Facebook page and leave a review of the podcast over there on the Facebook page. I'd love to hear what you like, what we can work on, that sort of thing. Good stuff. Anyway, stick around. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, about how Jeopardy is might be getting a new host. The people might have been listened to. Also, they're going to redo one of my favorite shows. All that and more coming up right here on the podcast. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. We'll be back in just a minute. The Mark Harvard Podcast. You can join me on May 4th and 5th for That Church Conference. The last year, if you're a church communicator, the last year has been trying, to say the least. <laughs> and That Church Conference can help out with all kinds of ideas, all different ways. You can grow God's kingdom for your church and help reach those that need to be reached. It's a two-day online event for pastors and church leaders, and it is absolutely free. So go to thatcc.com to reserve your free tickets. And here's the cool thing. Here's the, well, the extra cool thing is that I am back as a speaker for the second year in a row. I'm so excited to be back. I'm joining a, a, an incredible lineup of speakers that are way smarter than I am. These are folks like Ben Stapley, uh, folks like Matt Brown, uh, Jessica Beeler, uh, Jenny Catrone. These are the folks that are leading in church communications. They know how to help your church. So make sure to plan to be there May the 4th and 5th for this two-day online event. It's That Church Conference. Get your free tickets at cc.com like to welcome a brand new sponsor to the podcast. It's Old World Lumiere Candle Company. And these guys are great. You, you know, you want your home to smell good. And sometimes that's a little harder than other times, especially when you're like me. You got a four-year-old and a dog and two cats. And, uh, you know, your house is under constant construction. Um, but <laughs> these things are fantastic. We've got them in our home, and you should have them in yours. There are all kinds of different scents. There's fruity. There's fresh and floral. There's herbal and earthy candles. There's food and drink ones. Let me just go down this food and drink. Because, guys, these aren't your normal, you know, old lady candles you're going to find somewhere. You can get a candle that smells like bacon. Uh, apple cider donut, banana nut bread. I've got some of the bourbon-soaked raisin ones in my house, and... 
they smell fantastic. It doesn't hurt that I love raisins, and I'm also pretty partial to bourbon. But still, amazing scents, and you're going to find something that you, that you like. I've got the link over on the Facebook page for Old World Lumiere Candle Company. Support them and let them know that you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. There's a lot of people that are going to bang their hands on the desk and be real angry and stuff. What we're going to do is find the ways that God is working in all of this trouble and turmoil. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? We'll go over history, we'll go over the news of the day, and I'm probably going to make some jokes about 80s cartoons. The Mark Harvard Podcast. You never know what you're going to get, but if you don't listen, you don't get anything. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and online at markharvardcreative.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast. And we are back. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast right here. And uh, I hope you come out and actually be a part. If you're a church communicator, if you're a church uh, leader, if you're a pastor, you want to be able to grow your church, you need to be a part of that church conference. It's a two-day online training event for pastors and church leaders. You just heard me, heard me talking about it. It's May 4th and 5th, and I am back once again to be a speaker at this event. I am so happy about that. You want to be a part of it. It's free. Reserve your free ticket at thatcc.com. So, have you seen this? Um, apparently, at over, over, you know, over state lines at the Georgia Aquarium, an unspecified number of otters have tested positive for COVID-19. Now, why I'm interested in this is that the fact that my wife has been bugging me to take our little boy to the Georgia Aquarium and the Chattanooga Aquarium for quite some time. And I've been like, yeah, I just, with COVID and everything, I don't feel safe doing that. I'd, I'd rather not just right now. Um, Now I feel vindicated. <laughs> A handful of Asian small-clawed otters were tested for COVID at the aquarium before they began exhibiting COVID symptoms, including sneezing, runny noses, mild lethargy. Uh, they're off exhibit, being cared for by, behind the scenes by an expert animal, in animal care and uh, care teams. The aquarium suspects the otters contracted the infection from an asymptomatic staff member. Okay. How close was that staff member? Despite taking extra safety precautions and stressed that animal-to-human transmission is incredibly rare, apparently it did happen. The otters do not have direct contact with guests because there's that big plexiglass wall. Uh, now, we've all already had gorillas at the San Diego Zoo test positive for COVID-19. It just tells me mainly that these uh, these otters, otter have been more careful. Uh, <laughs> please don't stop listening to the podcast. There you go. <laughs> but seriously, though, I'm not taking my kid to the aquarium anytime soon. Uh, I might take him to go get some uh, to go get some some popcorn, uh, smart food. You know the smart food popcorn. My, my little boy loves this stuff. He actually takes a little mini bag every day with him in his lunch to school with this stuff. The uh, smart smart food smart popcorn. Um, they've released a new flavor. It's original glazed donut. Yeah, I know, right? It sounds amazing. 
It was first spotted on the shelves at Sam's Club and is described as air-popped popcorn with delectable Krispy Kreme original glazed donut flavor. No word on what the calorie count on these things is, but you know what? I'm thinking whatever it is is worth it because that sounds amazing. So I am all about it. Um, one thing, Another thing I'm all about is, okay, everyone has their favorite TV shows. Everyone has them. Uh, for some people, it's Friends. Some people, it's The Office. I'm I'm particularly partial to Parks and Recreation. But another one of my big ones has always been How I Met Your Mother. And I'm excluding the last episode because the last episode was garbage. But they're doing a spinoff starring Hilary Duff, How I Met Your Father. And I think this is going to crash and burn so hard. It's going to be a 10-episode order for Hulu. Hilary Duff is going to star... And it's going to be... Uh, now, now, here's the thing. They, they actually... They tried to make this show before and based it around the woman that played the mother in How I Met Your Mother. And it never got to air because it was so, so bad. So now they're trying it again. Hillary Duff is, uh, is going to be a part of this one. And, you know, she's best known for all of her Disney stuff. And uh, they say they're, they're beyond excited to be bringing How I Met Your Mother to Hulu and all this stuff. We can't wait for audiences to meet Sophie and her crew and watch them come into their own and find love in modern-day New York City. And we hope nobody thinks it's weird that Bob Saget is playing old Hillary Duff's voice. They're getting Bob Saget back for this. Man. Okay, fine. You do you, man. You do you. I, I feel like this is going to crash and burn. And it's because the the initial show was like, what, eight, nine seasons? And the whole thing was based around How I Met Your Mother. I don't think that there's anything... The, the whole drama was around meeting the mother. And now that we've gone down that path, I don't think people want to go back to being a part of that path again. They don't want to start that path over again. So I feel like this is going to go downhill fast. I feel like this is going to be one of those things that, oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be like whenever I was so excited about the uh, the Boy Meets World spinoff and then like their their ratings dropped in half after the first couple of, of, of episodes. Because once nostalgia is run has run its course, you're left on the strength of the cast. And I don't know that they've got it on this. Granted, they, they may prove me wrong. I don't know. Anyway. Um, hey, I'm I'm excited because I'm actually going to be on May 8th at the Family Expo, the Celebrate the Family Expo. Uh, this is going to be so cool. Uh, I'm going to be at the Family uh, Celebrate the Family Expo. It's sponsored by Birmingham Christian Family Magazine. All kinds of exhibits, all kinds of booths, and uh, the, Kevin Derryberry is going to be performing. Lots of musical acts there. It's just going to be a fun day over at the Pelham Civic Complex. You should come out May the 8th. And uh, I'll be there. I'll be emceeing the whole thing. Just, you know, kind of talking about the Mark Harvard podcast. Come on out. Have a blast with us. I would love to see you. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, also, I will be over on May the 20th. I will be over at Fairview Baptist Church over in Moody. And I'll be speaking to their men's group. Yeah, I'm excited about that as well. It's uh, at Fairview Free Will Baptist, May 20th at 630. Uh, that's at 1804 Park Avenue in Moody, Alabama. I'll be talking to the men's group. I'll be sharing my testimony. We're talking a lot about how 
God is there for you even when you don't expect him to be. And about how he plays the long game is just an, an absolute logistical master. I'll be, we'll be talking about that. Come on out and be a part of that as well. 6.30, May the 20th at Fairview Free Will Baptist Church over in Moody. I would love to see you. And if you're a church out there that would uh, like me to come speak to your groups, I'd love to do that. Drop me a line. Drop me an email, mark at markharvardcreative.com. Uh, this has been fun. This has been a lot of fun. I've really appreciated the time. Thanks for joining in with us and uh, have a fantastic week. Don't forget to join us on social media. Uh, Mark Harvard uh, Podcast over on Instagram. Mark Harvard Podcast on Facebook. You can also find us online, markharvardcreative.com slash podcast. That's it for this week. I will see you next week. And I'm out. The Mark Harvard Podcast.